travel time with Jenny Kime. Teacher moms, let's talk travel. Hello, hello. Welcome teachers, moms, and or travelers to the 22nd episode of Teacher Mom Talks Travel. Today, we have two very special guests on our show, one of them being Julie, who is my cousin and one of the very best and biggest fans of Teacher Mom Talks Travel. She has been so encouraging on this little fun adventure that I've been on, and she has participated in every connection question there has been just about. And I am so glad to have her here, as well as her husband, Doug. So would y'all like to say hello? Hello. Hello. Glad to be here. Yes, and so over the summer, they actually took uh, went on some travels. They went to Washington, D.C., and also to Hamilton Branch State Park. And before they went, um, Julie had sent me a message and said, hey, we're going to these places. Would you like me to take some notes so that uh, we can share on your show? And, of course, my reply was yes, because I always love when people show interest in my show and especially wanting to be a guest on my show. So thank you so much for being here today. Um, Before we get started, I do want to say that Julie has shared that she actually became interested in podcasts because of my show, that I kind of introduced her to that. So um, go ahead. No, I was just saying yes. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Okay, so so tell us a little bit about um, other podcasts that you listen to. I know there's one that you're really a fan of. There's one called Myths and Legends... I think it's just myths and legends and it's really interesting that he goes on, uh, tells the retells the stories of myths and legends and he researches them in different from different um, things. And it's anything all over the world, all different cultures. And it's just really interesting. And then I listened to several cooking ones and a couple other myths and legends and, you know, academic kind of stuff. That's, that's cool. Yeah. So it's really, I just thought that was really neat that I was the one that introduced you to it. And I think even when I started podcasting myself, I became more interested in listening to other people's shows. So, yes. and the cooking thing is really cool too, because that's something I, I'm always looking for new recipes and stuff like that. And it's, it's probably a good idea. Like as you're driving home and then they give you an idea of something to cook or something, you know, so that's yes. an interesting genre too. Very cool. So I'm, yeah, and I threw that one out at you. I know we didn't discuss that beforehand. I kind of forgot, but you did great with that. So um, so go ahead and tell us a little bit about you, both of you, and your traveling life. Okay, um, I'm going to start just because I do. And <laughs> uh, we are very happily married and are currently raising our great nephew. We also have a, tw- I have a 27-year-old daughter, Pamela who's down there within your area, mm-hmm. and uh, we're up here in the Midwest, and Dallas, our great nephew, lives with us. Dallas is deaf, and he has uh, autism and a whole alphabet soup of issues, uh, but even, you know, he's going to be with us for the foreseeable future, and we don't let that slow us down. We mm-hmm. missed the memo that you're supposed to stay home when you have special kids or little kids, and we just go, um, in fact, <laughs> we'll use that as an excuse. Excuse me. We heard about a restaurant in Toronto, Canada called Signs. And mm-hmm. it's a restaurant where almost uh, the whole staff is deaf. Oh, wow. So we 
found out about it and within two months maybe yeah. drove to Canada to go to this restaurant. <laughs> so um, yeah, we we just love to travel anywhere and everywhere we can and um, are actually making plans to make that a permanent lifestyle soon. So Ooh, nice. Yeah, we're we're downsizing and planning to move into an RV soon so that we can actually do that. And we love cruises. I know you have uh, like your cruises as well. Yes. And uh, we're hoping to be able to do that some more too. Very, so, very anything cool. Anything you want to add? No, just that uh, both of us really enjoy driving and getting around the world. Uh, we don't travel too far, but uh, we do like to travel. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I do, too, and I also like to talk about it, too, and I'm glad that you're going to travel more because then I, I will never run out of content. I'll just bring, <laughs> I'll bring you back on the show over and over and over again. So, um, and I'm sure probably throughout that, you know, you'll have even more tips to share about uh, traveling with special needs and everything. So, oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah, awesome. And so how did, how did Dallas like the Signs Restaurant? Oh, it was amazing. It was he, he, now he's just finished school this, this past year, but being at the deaf school was the only place he's ever been to where it was his environment and we were the outsiders. Everywhere else, everybody's hearing and the sign language, you know, is the, the quote unquote handicap. And in this place, it was the other way around. He was the one that could converse with people, although with his autism, he's a little limited on that, but was really neat to see he could look around the restaurant and you may not realize you do this, but next time you're out, you notice that you listen to people's conversations around, you know, I'm not dropping, but just you hear these things. You hear what different people are saying as you walk past the table or whatever. He never gets that. Right. That's true. I've never even yet. And he got that there and it was amazing and we loved it and we really would like to go back again. Um, but you know, it's just one of those things. (laughs) Don't get to it every day, but we'll get there one day. That wasn't too far from Niagara Falls. So we visited the falls too. Yeah. And it's also, um, like about four or five hours from where Doug's brother lives. Okay. So, you know, in Michigan, his brother lives in Michigan. So, you know, it wasn't, too far from there you know we were able to make it a day trip from his brother's house into toronto and niagara and back right right very cool that's very interesting very neat all righty well um so why did you want to and i know if you want to talk a little bit about hamilton branch state park and then just spend the rest of the time on washington dc or however you want to do it but i'll go ahead and ask um why did you want to visit hamilton branch state park as well that's in south carolina um, mm-hmm. as well as Washington, D.C.? Um, Hamilton, Hamilton Branch State Park is a really neat state park. It's on the border of South Carolina and Georgia near Augusta. And my best friend lives in Beaufort, Cal- uh, South Carolina, and she, her husband's family has been doing for a number of years a big group thing on Memorial Day weekend. They all go camping up there. Big family Take up, yeah, big family campout picnic weekend thing. And a few years ago, they invited us to join them, and we did, and we had a blast, and so now we go. That's our thing, Memorial Day weekend. We're going there with them. Yeah. And it is beautiful. It's um, a, a man-made lake, and uh, there's a, a dam down the way uh, that you can visit. We haven't really visited that yet, but we probably will next year. 
and because uh, it's got a visitor center and everything. Yeah. Um, it's totally off grid. You don't get any, hardly any signal on the phones. Um, yes, there's electricity and there's running water and plumbing and stuff. Um, but as far as you know, t- uh, the internet and stuff, you're you're pretty well off grid. So you just focus on the fun in the lake with the, you know floats or jet skis or boats or whatever and have fun and everybody cooks out together and you know a lot of times each family will make a meal on a different night or you know however you want to do it and they just you know it's all easy going having fun and we really love it that's that's awesome Mm -hmm. um so so it, it sounds like a vacation for me. Other than the camping, I'm not a big camper, honestly. But but the the tradition and and it sounds like just good authentic family time and friend time. And I like the idea of not having cell phone reception. That's why I like cruises sometimes too, because oh, we, yeah. we find ways to talk to each other like face to face without like looking down at our phones and everything. Exactly. So, <laughs> that's really exactly. good. So yeah, I, it's, go it's ahead. Fun. As, as you say, it's fun. It, you know, it's just a way to totally check out and focus and, and on each other and, and extended family and friends. Because, I mean, those people now, you know, some of her other friends from South Carolina and some of, uh, you know, his family that I didn't really know well before, I've gotten to know better over the years with that, you know, with this trip. And it's just really neat, really fun, you know. Right. It is a, it is a real nice social event for yeah. you know getting to know a family because you are face to face and you're locked mm-hmm. out of your cell phone. Right. Um, but it, camping's not for everyone. You've got to be yeah. prepared to sleep on an air mattress or a sleeping bag and uh, be prepared for the weather. We had, oh goodness. We had a day or two of rain and you know that always dampens the affair. Right. Um, you know, so you got to remember to bring your tarps and. Maybe an extra set of sheets or clothes in case they get wet. But if you're prepared for that and plan on camping and do it regularly, you kind of expect that. And you also have to recognize that you're not going to be looking cute at all. (laughs) Like One one morning it had been raining and they put up a huge tarp over, there were four or five, I think there was five or six tents we had on one site that we were all group camping and they put a huge tarp up and we were on one edge of it and we forgot to close our rain fly on one of our windows at the edge of the tent uh, tarp and it went somebody got up early and decided to push the rain off the tarp and pushed it right literally into our bed oh no that's a <laughs> wake up call up. yeah that was that was a lot of fun wow you know, but it, you just take the sheets out. You put them on a line. They're going to dry. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not a big deal. You just, it's wet. <laughs> you're yeah. going to get in the lake. You're going to be wet. Right, right. You that's know? camping. That's, yeah. you know, it's just, that's what it is. And, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So now, was your um, Washington, D.C. experience similar to this? No. Not okay. as far as the, uh, <laughs> not as far as the, uh, the sleeping situation. Right, right. Uh, we had planned on tent camping in D.C. as well. Okay. But after a few days at the uh, state park, we decided to upgrade, and we rented a cabin. It was just a couple bucks more um, per night, and it was a very rustic cabin. But we did sleep better, and we were better able to explore the day because we felt better. Right. And we were able to get there late in the evening and not have to set up a tent. Yeah. Plus, we had a bed, not a blow-up mattress. 
and it was just more comfortable. We're kind of getting old and fat and, you know, it's just not real great to have to sleep in that way anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we, we forgot about that part when we went camping. And because our idea was we knew we were going from a Memorial weekend to South Carolina. Well, D.C.'s only a few more hours away. Right. And we had a couple extra days, you know, between us with, that we could take off work. And we thought, well, if we're going to be halfway to D.C., we've been wanting to go there for so long. Right. Let's take those few days, go up there, find a campground. I've got some friends up there that helped us out, with, you know, point us in the direction with that. And, um, you know, we were able to, to get that. And like I said, it was a really nice campground, so we could upgrade to a cabin. So that was even better. Right. And, uh. But it, it was it was going to be about the same, but we got to get upgrade a little. Right, yeah. So it was a, definitely a convenient stop, too, for the kind of yeah. vacation and everything you were taking. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you learn any fun historical facts about uh, either either of the places, both are, um, Washington, D.C. or Hamilton Branch State Park? Um, the state park, I told you it was a man-made lake that it's on, mm-hmm. and it's named Lake Thurman after Strom Thurmond. Um, that's, you know, basically kind of the only thing I think about that. Um, and DC, you know, of course it is complete and utter history, right? you know, heritage, the whole nine yards there. It was amazing. I would love to spend weeks or months there (laughs) because there's so much to do and so much to see. Um, and we just don't move all that fast to see it all, you know? Um, let's see here. What did I have in my note? Uh, the two most historical things that impacted me in D.C. were, that, that was very unexpected the way it hit me, was the memorial to Lincoln, the Lincoln Memorial, and the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. Uh-huh. And those, it, it, I've seen them on TV, but I've never been to them in person. And in person, it just, you know, in fact, to be truthful, the Vietnam Veterans Wall I've seen on TV and thought, you know, that's a little bizarre. Right. But then when I was there, it was, I can only say impressive. Right, right. You know, yeah. um, what about you? Yeah, I, I was really impressed with the people, how they how they acted. You know, you're walking down a wall and, you know, you're, you're taking note of the thousands of names and, you know, you, you see the people that are in front of you and behind you, and they're looking for a particular person. And that really brings a whole situation to a reality that, you know, that wall has affected a lot of people. Right. You may not have been involved. You may not have had a parent or a brother or sister involved, but it seemed like everyone around us did. Right. Yeah, and those those names really were people who were, you know, fathers and sons and brothers and and sisters and you know mm-hmm. the whole you know husbands yeah. that all that right you know the, it was it was just it, I, I just can't put into words how yeah. how it was affected it definitely right. made the whole you know vietnam war that you see on tv it made it real yeah. right 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 which i found unexpected because it's a wall exactly yeah yeah <laughs> you know? yeah yeah but there's definitely meaning behind it yeah definitely right yeah. So um, y'all talked a little bit about camping and, you know, some things to bring and prepare and everything. But um, what are some other things that families should bring to prepare prior to visiting, you know, Hamilton Branch State Park in South Carolina or Washington, D.C.? 
Well, I think in both cases, you're going to be outside a lot. And so you want to bring sunscreen. Yeah. As a family who has dealt with skin cancers of all varieties, wear your sunscreen and put your sunscreen on your children. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that's my little PSA. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from that one. Um, as far as camping, you know, the campground, it's, it's a lake. It's mucky. You want to um, be sure that you have water shoes because it'll suck your flip-flops off and eat them. Yeah. So you want to wear water shoes because it's gross. You don't want to go barefoot. Uh And, uh, you know, of course, the bug spray and things like that. Make sure, you know, this particular park is about 30 minutes from the nearest town, which is Augusta, Mm -hmm. where there's a grocery store or a convenience store. Okay. So if you're not prepared, you are going to be taking a trip to get whatever it is you need. Right. Right. So, you know, just making sure you get, you know, go on Pinterest. They've got tons of elaborate lists of camping, you know, advice and, right. and you know, what to bring and everything. And besides hiking, the park is basically um, a stop for people that love the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There's, you know, kayaking, canoeing, uh, fishing. There's, uh, we had friends that had um, paddle boats and uh, jet skis. And I'd never ridden any of the jet skis before, and I had my first exposure on them. Oh, nice. So if you're a water lover and you like that kind of water sports, the park is great for that. It's not crowded at all. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. big enough that it's... everyone can have their own little piece of lake and have fun on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it, it is. It's huge, it, and it's enormous. And there's even islands out. If you really want to get away, there are islands you can boat or swim or float over to and there's nobody there i mean it's a desert or not desert because there's trees deserted. All over, but deserted island you know mm-hmm. you can get yeah. away from it that's nice but yeah, yeah. now so, smart what? i was gonna say so so bring your toys you definitely want your water toys yes your basic camping gear um the only thing other than that you might want to bring is a good supply of firewood because, you know, you can't use any firewood that you find on the ground. Oh. And uh, the camp store does charge you for it. But be careful if you bring check with them because I have seen in some campgrounds and certain times because of different um, tree diseases, they won't let you bring in your own camp uh, firewood. Huh. Some places won't. So you do need to check that before you go just, you know, hauling your, camp, your firewood in because they'll make you throw it out if they see it. Oh, okay. Okay. So what did, so did y'all end up bringing your own firewood in or how did y'all take care of that? We did buy it from the camp store, several loads of it. Okay. And that weekend, Dallas graduated on Thursday. We drove to South Carolina via Georgia on Friday and, and we had left our house on Wednesday. So it was not just going out camping. We had so much going on that week. It was Unreal. So we didn't, there were a lot of things we wound up picking up later. Like the firewood. Like the firewood. Right, right. Okay. Um, So I I had the question prepared to ask, was this a cost-effective trip? It does kind of sound like a cost-effective trip. Am I thinking so? (laughs) No. Really? Okay. (laughs) So Um, what did y'all do to break the bank then? (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I want to back up a minute and say, in D.C., 
and I would think for most any big city like that, but especially because of the museums in D.C., you want to forego any issues with fashion and wear comfortable shoes and comfortable, breathable clothes, especially if right. it's summer. Yeah. Um, because you do, a, you do way so much walking, it's unreal. Right, right. So, I, I love that, though. I love walking trips. Like, I love being on my feet and just going. But, yeah, you, you want to be prepared for it. You know what I wear all the time, though, is, is those Kinos from Key West, which mm-hmm. I, 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 they're very comfortable. And, and Becca has picked that out as what? well, that I wear them all the time. But, yeah, tennis shoes is probably the most practical thing to wear. Well, you know, whatever's comfortable for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, now, me, I, I'm a lot bigger than you are. So that is a whole lot of woman on these feet. Get your screeches, but they do me good. You yeah, know? yeah. So they, you know, that's what I say. You know, whatever is comfortable for you, just make sure it is comfortable right. for long term walking. Right. Yeah. You know, because you're gonna I'm gonna walk a five k easy in a day. Right. That's you know? true. It's true. Wear your Fitbit. So, yeah. So. Exactly. So the steps yeah. don't count if they're not on the Fitbit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and do you ask your, your answer your question about the budget then? Um, it, it can be an affordable if you follow your plan. Uh, we had planned on, you know, eating out of coolers, packing our lunches, and, um, you know, camping at the campground. Well, that changed. We did end up getting a cabin for three days. We did end up eating out a lot more often. And basically, it was just our preference and our choice. And we right. knew that, you know, it was going to cost more. Um, you know, at D.C., all the uh, museums and stuff are basically free, so you didn't have a lot of cost on your, um, you know, your venues. Oh, that's but, good. Um, yeah. Um, around the mall there, the Smithsonian museums are all going to be open to you for free. But, um, you know, all your food items, all your drinks, um, your night stays, you know, that's going to add up. Right. right. And we had intended, and we had tried to make like um i call them camp packets where you take maybe a ch- chunk of chicken and some vegetables and you throw them in some tinfoil wrap it up freeze it and then when you're um go to cook and you know you it's like a pouch meal right yeah you know you throw it on the fire until it's cooked through and and then you eat it and we had done some of that but it didn't quite work out with us the way we had wanted it to, we left some of them at home and we did have a crock pot and then we, you know, it, it just got easier to eat out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so that's, that, that sort of broke the bank. Yeah. Yeah. It can, but that's part of the experience. I mean, I always like going and trying new food and cuisine and, you know, I, I have a Twitter chat I do now called like food travel chat or something. And I'm getting all mm-hmm. kinds of ideas of restaurants to go visit and everything and places yeah. to go. Oh, so. and that there was, is. Yeah. That yeah. was definitely part of the adventure because you are in new places. You know, we and, ate at a, out of a food truck. That was a new experience. Yeah. yeah. And and it seems like yeah. it's very common up there. Where there were trucks all over the place. And there yeah. was whole streets just full of food, different food trucks. Of you know, and these are not the Roach Coach I grew up with. These are some of them were, were filet mignon and lobster. Oh, nice. Yeah. And yeah, we didn't eat out of that one. <laughs> now is that that's it this you're talking about washington dc here right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. they had you know all kinds of different ethnic foods i mean you know there were the mexican taco trucks there were the great, in, the great mm-hmm. euro trucks there were the um 
the Israeli stuff. There was Italian. There, I mean, it was unreal. We'd never seen anything like You know, of course, we live here in Podunk, nowhere. And, <laughs> you know, we just don't see that kind of stuff. So that was an adventure for us. But I think the biggest, most memorable adventure as far as restaurants goes is, like I said, I have some friends I went to school with up there that live there. And uh, they're a lot more... Um, citified? <laughs> um, cosmopolitan? Okay, cosmopolitan. That's a good word. And uh, one of them had suggested that we go to this African restaurant. Oh, okay. And the I guess the owners and operators are from Kenya. And it was so amazing. One of their big things is they serve goat. Huh. I've never eaten a goat. <laughs> Yeah, but it was good. Yeah. They, you know, and a lot of it, it was real similar. To, like, they had collard greens. I grew up with collard greens. Yeah. They yeah. different. Yeah. They were good, but they were different. Okay. And, um, you know, but, you know, and, and a lot of it was that, a lot of the food was that way. It was very similar to what we're accustomed to, but just different. And I, I would totally go there every time we go up there. I will go to that restaurant. Was because it was amazing. Uh, Swahili Village, and it was in. College. It's in no, we were in College Park. It was in Beltway, Maryland, I believe. Okay, all right. But I think it's called Beltway, Maryland. Is the name of the city, and it was Swahili Village. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, it it was. They've recently moved into a new. I follow them on Facebook now, and they've recently moved into a new, uh, nicer, bigger restaurant. But it was just, I would never have gone there had she not suggested it, you know, because yeah. I, it's just so far outside my norm, you know. Right. We had specifically, we, we had specifically asked for, you know, something, do something different. Something right. we can't get, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. You well, know that what? is very unique. I like that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And that wasn't far from where we were camping. No. And, it was uh, a different city, but it was only like two miles away. It was Right, right. Okay. So uh, since we're um, talking about restaurants, we can go ahead and skip down. And do y'all, did y'all have any other really cool restaurant experiences that you enjoyed? No. No, that one by far stands up as being special. Everything yeah. else. And the food was... trucks, the food trucks yeah. were very interesting. We did those a couple of days because, you know, we went into the city a couple of days. But, you know, other than that, as much as I like to think I'm adventurous sometimes, I get concerned, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, Burger King and, and stuff, they post their grade A from the health inspector guys on yeah. their window. So I know I'm getting that, and that's always yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so the restaurant signs and, and the African restaurant, those are those topped your, in their food trucks, those top the list of your travels, then it sounds like. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for tuning in with us today and sticking with us till the very end of this show. 
If you have enjoyed this episode of Teacher Mom Talks Travel, I have some really good news for you. There is more to come all about Washington, D.C. and Hamilton Branch State Park in South Carolina from Julie and Doug again. We will have a bonus episode this month, so come back on Tuesday and there will be a new episode up. We have more to talk about their adventures and travels, and one of my most favorite parts of the second part of the show is when they discuss the place that they stayed at at Washington, D.C. It's really cool, and I certainly kind of want to visit it myself as well. So please join us back on Tuesday, and you all have a very happy day. Thanks for listening today to Teacher Mom Talks Travel. Mark your calendars. The 10th of every month is Teacher Mom Talks Travel Day. Did you catch that alliteration? Now you can't forget. So this means that I will be posting a new show on the 10th of every month. Please join us each month for a new episode. Also, make sure if you are a fan of this show, please subscribe, rate, and review our show in iTunes. I want to hear from you. This is a wonderful way for me to connect with other teachers, moms, families, and travelers. So please email me your questions, comments, or feedback on how to improve my show at teachermomtalks at gmail.com. You can also find more information about the show on the Teacher Mom Talks Facebook page or at Teacher Mom Talks Twitter account. That's me. I will post new episodes, articles that relate to the show, and more. So please join our virtual community. Happy travels!